0: hey what's up everybody welcome into the bay area combat podcast it has been like a year but we are back i got my brand new co-host daniel compton in the house the champ is here and we are going to be giving you guys a lot of the news of the local area talking to some of the guys from santa cruz talking to some of the guys from the bay area all the way up to sacramento even some socal guys we're going to try to get some bigger names in here as well we just want to get the show started again guys Everyone's missing MMA right now. We're missing MMA right now. Daniel's tired of not being able to fight. So we are going to talk about everything going on in the world right now, especially in combat sports. Um, So welcome back, guys, and welcome in, Daniel.
1: Thanks for having me. Big shout-out to Suncoast Awning for uh, funding all of this right now. Our big sponsor, Suncoast Awning. They have a a store in Martinez and Santa Cruz. So they're making this happen right now. So thank you, Suncoast Awning, very much.
0: Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely, without yeah. Suncoast Awning, there would be no Bay Area Combat. Without Bay Area Combat, there would be no Bay Area Combat podcast. And is that your belt back there?
1: That that was a belt that I would have competed for, but uh, we, did, we did the state title at 205 instead.
0: Yeah, and what happened?
1: I, I ended up winning that one. I heard about that. Yeah, I think that was I might've been there. I think you were, yeah, you were there for that <laughs> one. Yes, sir.
0: So let me ask you a question let's just, automatically let's start talking about the elephant in the room. The pandemic is killing combat sports right now. Mm -hmm. The only people that are thriving are Dana White and the UFC, and you would expect that. And we're going to talk about other sports as well because I want to talk a little bit about Buster Posey and the San Francisco Giants and some things that are going on there. But you, as an up-and-coming fighter, you're right on the brink, man. You're just about to bust out of that local status and move up to, say, Bellator or possibly the UFC. You're right there. You've had a ton of pro fights what is it doing to you and your teammates this pandemic this the quarantine and not being able to train like you're supposed to how is it how has your life changed since this has started
1: you know what jim it's a bummer it's been a big big bummer we had edwin Dos Santos, one of the bay area combat champions he yeah. was about to uh, debut on that bellator card that was coming to uh, to the shark tank yeah uh, obviously that all had to change we had a lot of guys making big moves me included you know uh, me included, I had I had some cool things coming up that I'll have gone on the back burner. Right. And um, I'm really trying to focus on building this show now. I think this show is gonna be awesome. We gotta, uh, we gotta implement it in Santa Cruz, but I think that's gonna be a cool switch up for us. And um, I'm 100% into the show right now, have to be. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing I can do as far as training or, or really anything right now.
0: Right, and it's it's so tough. And the one thing that's good about this show, this podcast and Suncoast Awning and Bay Area Combat is it's a springboard to put on events, which is what we wanna do. We put on a ton of Bay Area Combat events in the Napa area. We had some things behind the scenes change up just a little bit. Some people went one way, some people went another, but we want to continue to grow Bay Area combat. And now that you're on board, obviously things are gonna, are gonna go much faster, are gonna catch fire. You're in the Santa Cruz area. You, are, you have your ear to the ground there. You know everything that's going on in the combat sports area there. So when we get out to Santa Cruz, I think it's gonna be big. Now, w- let me ask you a question because this is something that's been coming up a lot lately. Let's say this pandemic drags and drags and drags and, and God forbid we can't put on any events. God forbid you can't train like you're supposed to, or even let's say you're even training. If you can't fight, the training's great, and you you might be able to kick everyone's ass at the barbecue, but if you can't get on TV or get into a show and fight, what are your plans? Like, do you have anything in your mind? Like, man, if this doesn't stop, I got to do this.
1: Jim, nah, I'm freaking out, man. (laughs) I'm sitting here freaking out. I, uh, I mean, I went. To, I went to college. I have a career path that nice. I'm that I'm in. But no, nah, man, I'm freaking out. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm older, so yeah. my my window's small. Right. Um, I, I'm already looking to the next step of uh, promoting fights, building up my own fighters. Uh, for me, my that my head's there. My head's always been there. I like coaching. Right. Um, I want to compete. I want to compete just so I can have some respect for my athletes too. At the time, that's a lot of what, what we're doing here now. Yeah. Just trying to trying to get respect. So yeah. I'm, uh, no, man, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm freaking out. What about you? The voice of champions, what man, about the voice of champions.
0: It's, it's tough for me, man, because it's not just MMA that I do. I do boxing. I do kickboxing. I do football. I do every sport, you know, and I also, I do like Hollywood stuff. I do TV stuff. And to be honest with you, every single avenue that I've had in my career is now shut down. You know, I can't do anything. And it's tough for me, man. I mean, I again, like you, I went to school. I have a degree, but it is in journalism. I've never followed that degree. I mean, I guess I'm following it right now to some extent. But um, no, man, it's it's been it's scary. And I kind of at one point, you know, I'll go down and then I'll come up, but I'll say, my career's over. You know, I worked worked my ass off for all these years to go from making a hundred dollars a show to making fifteen hundred dollars a show, to go from working in a high school gym to being on TV. And now, what am I gonna do? You know, but I see. I see both sides of everything. And so I'm kind of like, well, I could do this, or I could do some voiceovers, you know, whatever. But for me, I have a few more avenues than a fighter. Like a fighter can only fight or train fighters. Yeah. And if you can't fight, then neither can your fighters if you're training them. So uh, I'm scared for you guys. But at the same time, I feel like in this country, we've always worked things out. Things have always, eventually we've gotten through them as as a country. And I think it's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the UFC. Dana White has found a way around everything. Stud. I mean, they had their own facility they were running in, which is good. Um, We don't have our own facility like that. We're not doing MMA shows here in the small studio, so, and now he went out and found himself an island in Abu Dhabi. I'm not sure how that happened. We talked a little bit about that off camera, but he is able to give some fighters at least a chance to fight, you know, and they're doing it without crowds and they're, they're making money, but, you know, They're they're one of the only people that are going to be able to sustain that. You haven't even seen Bellator doing anything like that, you know, so it's it's cool in that sense that we have people that are still getting to make money off this fight game one way or another. But for me, like until Bruce Buffer decides to finally ride off into the sunset, I'm not getting a job with the UFC. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, until you can get a few more fights under your belt, they're not going to come get you, you know, even though you're good enough. So it's tough um in other aspects of sports i was talking about this a second ago buster posey actually went on record and said i'm not going to compete in this abbreviated baseball season that they're going to have there's going to be no fans in fact the oakland a's are doing this this thing where you can go and pay 175 dollars and they'll take a picture of you a cutout and they'll put it up in the stands (laughs) and you'll be at every game it's actually the funniest thing i've ever seen (laughs) it's kind of cool and i might actually do it but um but posey said no look man it's too dangerous why am i going to go out there it doesn't matter we're not going to have really a world series that matters. There's going to be an asterisk next to this season. So I'm going to stay at home with my brand new newborn twins. I guess they adopted twins. Mm-hmm. And um I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. And a baseball player with a multi-million dollar contract can say that. Yeah. Because he's already set for life. Oh yeah. But a fighter can't say that. He can't say no, I I don't want to take this one fight because it's again, you know, I don't think it's safe fuck that. You have to go fight. You have need to. to make money. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, man. It really is tough. Uh, I don't want to talk about the pandemic the whole time, but you know, I want people at home to be aware that young fighters and fighters coming up in the game are having a hard time. So understand whatever you can do to help would be great. Let's talk about the main event last night. I'm going to tell you why. Because on my page, I put up a thing and I stand by this and I'll say this to anyone, including Usman's face. You're the most boring champion in UFC history, and all it, there's a difference. People go, oh, well, it's grappling. I get that. There's a difference between grappling for a sub, grappling to get to a better position, grappling to win the fight, than there is just laying on your opponent in a front face lock and not moving for mm-hmm. two minutes straight, or pushing him up against a cage and foot stomping for two minutes straight, three minutes straight. So I said I think he's boring. Did you watch the fight? Of course. Of course. What do you think of, of, of Usman?
1: Man... So, I have a grappling base. Right. So, I respect, you know, the, the grapplers. Right. But why is Khabib so fun to watch? Right. Grappler, right. Heavy grappler. Right. And then Usman is so boring. And um, I think it's just like how vicious you want to be when you get those those good positions, you yeah. know? And, and how and, many chances and,
0: you want to take. Yeah. yeah. And
1: Khabib's willing to do some vicious, vicious ground and pound, trap wrists and like try to really hurt you. Right. And then Usman like wants to stomp on your foot. Yeah. You know? And so that's. <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: It's tough for me, man, because on one hand, it's like, here's a guy that's made it, and he's got the belt, and he doesn't want to relinquish it. And so he knows, I have to fight my game plan, and this is what I have to do to save this belt. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Dana hates boring fighters. Mm-hmm. If Usman wasn't champion, I doubt he'd be getting the push that he's getting. You know, So if he loses that belt, he may very well lose his meal ticket. So I get that from that point of view. But at the same time, everyone loses in MMA. It is impossible to go undefeated for your entire career. And he's going to eventually I mean, look at George St. Pierre losing to Matt Sarah out of nowhere, yeah. you know, getting knocked out senseless. Yeah. So eventually he's going to lose. And if you don't have any kind of fan base because you're so boring and Dana's not high on you because you're so boring, it's going to adversely affect your career. So at some point he's got to take chances. He's got to go for finishes, you know, but I, I can't, I can't even watch him anymore, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I will never pay for another Kamaro Usman main event. I just won't do it because he's boring as shit to me.
1: And you know what's crazy is Woodley was, was very similar towards yeah. the end there. He just wasn't doing, just trying to win the fight, right. win the decision, didn't want to do nothing to Damian Maya, And so it's, it's weird how that division went from one of those to another one of those yeah. that's going to just make it real boring. Yeah. So I'm, I wanted I wanted Masvidal to come in there and baptize him.
0: I did too. And you know what? I feel like if if Masvidal doesn't have to cut 22 pounds in 6 days, has a full camp, I think he can beat Usman. You know, and it, obviously he he didn't do well. He gassed in the first round and you can't blame the guy. 22 pounds, you know how bad a weight cut is. Abu Dhabi, I
1: guess yeah, the, the, the flight. environment is like gnarly out there yeah. too, so Hot. people, yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. All the cards were stacked against them. He went yeah. 25 minutes yeah. on six days. Um, I, they need to do the rematch.
0: If the champion of the world cannot finish a guy who came off the couch six days ago, dropped 22 pounds, flew 18 hours, fought in the sun, out of shape. If you can't finish him, you're not trying to finish fights. And that's not a knock on Masvidal. That's a knock on Usman. Yeah. So, and I, again, you've got to put on a show in that situation look dana just just gifted you something you got a huge star people love masvidal Mm -hmm. he's not at his best right now he's at probably his worst because of the situation he was put in you've got to finish that guy if you aren't going to finish that guy you're not going to finish anybody it's that simple so that being said how important it is is it to you to put on a better fight than it is to win or vice versa or do you try to find a middle ground like when you get out there you're like i want to put something on for the fans or do you get out there and say no, i'm going to do whatever boring shit i have to do to win this fight like in your mind what's your mindset when you get out there
1: very interesting question yeah. and a lot goes into that answer right so as a as an amateur i really didn't want to get knocked out for free so my game plan was like a safe route to victory as an amateur when i uh, when i turned pro I was like you know what um we need to get some highlights right you know that's how you get an opportunity so my, my pro debut i was going for those highlights and i made one but it wasn't my highlight i made some other guy i made some other guy's highlight tape you right. know because i was going out there trying to make it happen so i learned a lot from that fight and i might have been a little more conservative in my next couple fights just because uh i wanted to save that brain a little bit you yeah. know because i want a career i don't want to just get my brain smushed up right right um, but then and I had a Bellator debut. My last fight was for Bellator. It went good, but I'll be honest. I fought a little more conservative than I should have, especially right. on the big stage. Almost like I wasn't ready, but I was ready, but I just didn't. Do you think that cost you the fight? I know it cost me the fight. Yeah. I know it cost me the fight. I'm actually training with the guy that I fought now. That's
0: what I heard that, dude. I heard that. Yeah. I think that's cool, though. I think that's cool.
1: Well, I reached out to him because he's a strength and conditioning coach as well. He has a really good base. Uh, I be Strong in, uh, in San Jose. The gym's gone now, but he's a good coach. And um, I'm a strength coach as well. So I kind of wanted to see some of his uh, strength coaching stuff for higher level athletes. Yeah. So I reached out to him for that. Now we're training. And I know for a fact that, like, yeah, I should have uh, should have done more.
0: That brings me to another question, too. Because it, one of the fights I want to see is you and Wamsley again. Because it's a one and one I need to see a rubber match. I think you beat him in the, in the third match. I think that's a fight that needs to happen. Just because both the, the first two fights, you know, one went your way, one went his way. But now it begs the question, you're training with the guy who beat you on Bellator. Now you can't really go and get, get back with that guy because you're training partners now. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows in MMA, it's really hard to fight your training partners. So is that something that's going to bug you, though, now because you can't go back and then now get that loss back?
1: So we, I had to take that into consideration. My buddy, Stephen Tandoy, he actually wants to fight Ivan as well. Okay. So I had to take that into consideration, you know, how we're going to uh, uh, play with that.
0: Tandoy's a badass, by the Tando
1: way. Tandoy's a beast. Yeah. You know, it's his arm's feeling good. Yeah. So he's going to be back real soon. And um, he's looking for a Bellator debut. Um, I, I, I just need to get better. So... So, yeah,
0: you're to, shit, dude. What's the matter with I need with to you? get better,
1: <laughs> you know? well, I mean, saw I, so I had those four pro fights. I'm looking at fight, fight number five. Right. It was a one year of my professional fighting career. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that as my freshman year yeah. of professional fighting. So I'm going into my sophomore year. You know, if you remember you as a freshman, you you know, you had a lot of development to go through. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So although, like, you, you know, you can hold your own, da-da-da-da, I could fight, but um, I'm only going on my sophomore year. Right. So I'm trying to, like... Ivan, yeah, I want to beat him up. You know, he choked me out in front of everybody. I'd love to beat him up. Yeah. But um, I missed that opportunity. But now <clears throat> I'm going to use him to get better. Right. And I'm going to beat up Adam. Nice. Yeah.
0: So and you want that fight too? Oh, That makes me happy. Yeah, I want of to see course. that. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, I guess let's look at the other side of the coin then, because something you just said just kind of struck me. That was your freshman year. You you lost at Bellator. You know, you made a, you made some mistakes. You came in too conservative. Is this layoff helping you a little bit then? Like your body's healing. You get to go back and look and say, hey, this is the mistake I made. This is where I'm sitting right now maybe this layoff is helping you somewhat, as long as it's not extended. But maybe it's helping you a little bit. Is it? It
1: It has to. It has to be. It's helping and hurting. So I wanted to get right back in there. So I was going to fight brain damage on April 11th uh, uh, for Zong. Yeah. And and then that got canceled. But honestly, I think I had that anger in me, you know, just coming off a loss. Yeah. I had, like, that anger in me where I was going to go out there and, like, really try to hurt him. Yeah. And um, I still have that. But now, less anger. Yeah. But more Focus. I, I, I need to not fight angry. Right. That's why I'm 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 getting exposed. It's because yeah. I'm getting in there and I'm like, Ugh, and then I'm like trying to like really hurt dude exactly. Yeah. And I'm not relaxed and I don't know what my next move is gonna be. I'm just in there reacting, which is good, but you need to have a balance. Absolutely. Um, and you got to try
0: to stick to some kind of game plan. Have to. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point in studying tape and looking at the last guy's fight, you know, his last fight, if you're never going to use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. So I get where that is. So, yeah, on in some sense, as bad as the pandemic is and as much as it's screwing everything up, it, physically, it's got to be helping you because you get a layoff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you were talking to me, you were training, but I guess now training is put off. I guess it's probably like it's got to be so uncertain because one week, OK, we can train. Now we can't. Now we can. Now we can't. Mm-hmm. Are you training at home?
1: I'm training at home. I'm working uh, uh, from home. Your brother's um,
0: doing production. Do you beat your brother up at home?
1: He, he's in San Francisco. Oh, okay. He, uh, Too far. He used to beat me up a lot when we were younger. <laughs> and I'll never forget it.
2: <laughs> uh, but
1: nah, man, it's, um, it's, it's so off and on. It's so hard to be consistent. I actually am very consistent. Yeah. I am beating up all of my teammates. Remember I said that, guys. <laughs> They're all getting served. Yeah. Just yesterday, it was $50. If anyone could drop me with a body shot. Yeah. I brought a hundred dollars just in case I got dropped. And this twice. is with,
0: this is with boxing gloves on.
1: Yeah. yeah full, full sparring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Full sparring. If we had MMA gloves on, I would've got dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. So who,
0: who, who tried to collect the bounty yesterday?
1: Uh, Josh San Diego, <laughs> uh, uh, Jacob Icaro, uh, Sonny Crazy Eyes, uh, Ian Maslow. Sonny's a nut. Sonny dude. was in there really And he's a kickboxer, so. Sonny was in there. Yeah. About to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He would almost drop me many, many times. He hurt me to the body a bunch of times. He didn't want to get in there and finish. You got to finish me off. Yeah. You can hurt me to the body. I'm not going to drop. Well, he's
0: a lot smaller than you though, isn't he?
1: He, he fights, he competes a lot smaller than I do. But he walks heavier. But he walks around like okay,
0: a beast, okay. yeah. yeah. So. Nice. Okay, so obviously you just kind of answered another question of mine. You want to fight Adam again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, a, I think that's a good fight for you because you get that win back. Then it's two to one, you move on from him. Now I've said this before on this show and I've said it before a million times when I'm talking to young fighters one of my first coaches in mma was cal warsham who god rest his soul passed away recently um and he always told me once you fought a guy win or lose there's no reason to fight him again and i kind of took that to an extent and i said well you know what if i lose i want to fight him again but if i've beaten him there's no reason for me to fight him again and so from adam's point of view because if i'm thinking about this correctly you beat him as an Emmy and then he beat you as a pro right mm-hmm. so for him if he's smart, he wouldn't fight you again. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that on the air because he'll probably hear it. He knows. But he wouldn't fight you again because he won as a pro, and the Ammy doesn't really matter in his mind. So, But for you, I think it's smart to take that fight again. And if you're a man, Adam, he beat you once, so you should fight him again. Um, don't kick my ass, Adam. I'm old and fat. Yeah. But I think, you know, so what's your take on that? Once you've beaten a guy, do you feel like you should ever go back and fight him again?
1: So I have a different up- – with fighting, it's not as traditional okay. in martial arts. I was uh, I was just fighting people, you know, more so than martial arts. Okay. And, um, if if you beat someone up and they want to fight you again, you have to fight them again. Okay. You have to fight them every single time they want to fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you have to beat them up every single time because okay. if they want to fight you again, and then you say, "Oh no, I already beat you up," then you've lost. And then now you're the gotcha. loser. Gotcha. You beat them up five times, you denied the sixth fight and now you're you're soft.
0: Okay, but now let me ask you this, and this is just me playing the opposite side, devil's advocate. You're taking five fights against the same guy. Mm-hmm. You're putting wear and tear on your body. You're wasting camps on the same guy. I'm not saying wasting, in my opinion, wasting. So you fight this guy five times, it's not moving you up the ranks because you're beating the same guy over and over again. Your body's getting beat to shit fighting the same guy over and over again. Are you doing your career a disservice if you do that? 100%. Okay. From the car- But you still, you still do it.
1: From a career standpoint, <laughs> Not going to be a good move. And right. Adam, he he has a UFC aspirations. You know, he, yeah. he's about my age, but he he sees himself like scat- uh, you know, skyrocketing into the to the top tier, right, like, real soon. And he's got
0: a big name, I, and I hope he does. Yeah.
1: I, I, and because if he does, it's going to make me look a lot better. <laughs> right. Um. But with that being said, that was never. I wanted to beat people up. Yeah. I want to beat people up. If I can get paid to beat people up, even better. Yeah. You know. So, that's where I'm at.
0: Okay. I agree with what you're saying right now. So, um, Adam should fight you again. That's my opinion, even though I just said he shouldn't. Um, I think he should fight you again, just for, for the Bay Area fans, I think everybody wants to see that fight. They do. So, but let's say Adam says, no, F that, I beat you. I'm moving on to greener pastures. Who would you like to fight if you can't fight Adam?
1: Uh, uh, crop shot. Crop okay. Yeah, Crop Scott. I like him. Yeah. I'm actually, I mean, I think he knows it. I used me. to get you
0: guys mixed up when I'd see you at shows.
1: Yeah. You knows? guys look so much alike. We, to we do. My head's a little bigger than his. His yeah. has has a smaller head. Same size nose, though. So that's why you'll probably be like, okay, yeah, there's the nose. But I like him. He's actually, i reached out to him on, uh, on the social media be a because fight. I want to get him to do, like, an exhibition grappling match on oh, okay. our show with another pro fighter in his weight class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he's down. He's on board. Because, you know, he's, nice. yeah, he's a good grappler. So yeah. I like Joe. I want to work with Joe. And I want to beat Joe up. Yeah. So, and Joe's my dad's name. Is it? Yeah. So <laughs> you wonder why Joe I'm coming for you.
0: So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Bay Area combat scene. And I say Bay Area combat scene, even though we're Bay Area combat, but in general, the Bay Area combat scene. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this off camera. It looks like a lot of shows are going to be going to the wayside. The pandemic has been destroying that. So it's time for one or two companies to step up and capitalize. You are now on board with Debra. You guys are running these shows together, at least to an extent. Um, Suncoast Awning is financing and you two are putting on the events. Um, I'm involved somewhat as well, but you guys are kind of planning out these events together. Um, So you're sort of moving over to the other side where you're promoting shows now how is it feeling even though you haven't got to run a show yet obviously your mindset is changing a little bit because you're talking about sponsors and you're talking about who should fight who and you're looking at where to do venues you guys were kind of having a discussion earlier about venues mm-hmm. so is it a lot like is it a lot on your plate right now like man i i, I didn't know this was going to be hard or i didn't know this was going to be as hard or is it easy like how how are you feeling about moving over to the promoter side
1: it's it's definitely a lot on my plate yeah um I've had a lot of interactions with promoters and most of them are negative. (laughs) So I was preach it brother. Yeah. I was like, huh? Like I wonder, am I going to be that guy that Mm -hmm. I don't like? And I, and no, I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to be honest and uh, I'm going to promote high quality fights, uh, excellent matchups. Um, just good matchups. Yeah. But no, I was, I was nervous. And, and again, because of the pandemic, it made it seem more realistic yeah. to invest this time now. If I had, if this hadn't had happened, then- You'd
0: probably still be focusing on fighting. Yeah, and, yeah. because
1: this, cause to get this going again is it, time consuming and um, it's hard to focus, you know, it's hard to spread yourself too thin. Yeah. And um, these guys are monsters that I'm fighting. <clears throat> so I have to really focus on, on Absolutely. trying to beat yeah. these dudes up. I can't be like just, oh, I'm gonna do this and that. And that. that's how you end up getting beat up. Yeah. So I, uh, I was nervous. I'm happy we're here. I'm obviously using uh, you, Jim, and Deborah as a lot of guidance uh, uh, down this path, and I have a good, I have good support. Suncoast Ani amazing support. So it's gonna, yeah, I, I feel pretty confident. Although it is a big endeavor.
0: So I got to ask you this question. So right now we're running Ami shows, but I know Deborah has aspirations to run pro shows, and I know it's going to happen because anything Deborah puts her mind to, it happens. So I know we're going to end up doing pro shows. So let me ask you this. And we were talking a little bit earlier about Nick Diaz, my buddy and how he overpaid his fighters because they were his boys, because they're fighters, he respects fighters. Where are you gonna sit? Because listen, it's a fucked up situation to be in because you know the fighter side of it and how much money they need to make, but now you're a promoter and you have to make money for the company, so you have to find a happy medium where, okay, I have to pay the fighters enough that they can justify their camps, but I also have to pay them a little amount because I have to make some money. So, are you a little bit scared about getting in there and crunching the numbers and saying, having to tell fighters, "Look, I can only give you this much money." Is that scare you at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, that is terrifying to yeah. me. I remember my uh, pro debut and and the the price tag that came with that. I believe it was five hundred flat. Yeah. Um, and then they took the bullshit yeah, that sucks. They took the c CSAC <laughs> fees out of that, so I Jesus. think I got like two twenty. Wow. So I got like two twenty for that pro debut. Dude, I was
0: making that pro fighting back in like 1999. That's such bullshit that you're only making that much money. But I'm not, I, it is what it is, but keep going.
1: So I'm, I'm going gonna to be paying more than that. Okay, good. We're going to pay more than that, yeah. but we're going to have to grind. Got to make money? We're going to get sponsors. We have to get sponsors to pay for that. Yeah. The show's going to have to be very successful, and it will be. We're going to yeah. have a lot of people come into these shows in Santa Cruz, a lot of support.
0: And you know what, though? Like, you're everybody's buddy right now. And I know you just said, I want to be the cool promoter. I don't want to be that guy that everyone hates. But guess what? You're not going to be able to be everyone's pal when it happens because you have to be that guy that says, no, this is the way it's going to be. You're going to piss people off. You don't get to be the happy-go-lucky daniel compton that walks around oh hey daniel how's it going they're gonna look at you and go this motherfucker." some of them are it's going to happen so how are you gonna adjust to that
1: that's a funny question before we even started the podcast i sat here and i was like all right am i gonna be like a stone cold like promoter and like <laughs> just sit here and be like yeah that's all yeah, yeah. or am i gonna be like, be, like personable and like yeah. outgoing and i don't know yet man
0: well, the one good thing you have is you can put all the bad shit on Deborah. Say, "Hey, Deborah, go tell this guy he can't have this much money." Go, Deborah, go tell this guy the fight's off. You can just make her do all the all the really shitty shit.
1: Yeah, and we've already <laughs> talked about that, and so that's the plan. But she's also really good, yeah. She's also really good at, at that stuff. So yeah. So that's so I'm 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 gonna bring I'm gonna bring a lot to the table, but uh, but Deborah is 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 making it happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, you're going to be doing shows in Santa Cruz it's your hometown it's where your gym is it's where you're training it's where people know you is that gonna make it more comfortable for you
1: oh it's gonna be it's gonna be lit yeah I got I got guys that are gonna fight on the show that have been training for a long time and just never fought yeah just because they didn't have someone be like okay you're fighting now Mm-hmm. And these are guys that they've reached out to me. They've 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 reached out to me for different different fighting opportunities, but they just really haven't had that push, and especially yeah. in their hometown. So we got a bunch of studs out of Santa Cruz. Guys making their debut, guys that haven't fought for a bunch of years that are coming back, black belts that are getting old, that never fought, that want to make it happen. Yeah. So it's gonna yeah, we're gonna have a cool little
0: What you just said it brings up another interesting question to me, and I think I'm gonna direct this one a little bit toward Deborah as well. So we have champions in almost every weight class in bay area combat however we haven't done a show in like a year and so my question and the reason i'm asking this is because some fighters have gone on to go somewhere else or turn pro or they have belts other places that they're focused on are we going to keep the same champions or are we going to start over from scratch
2: so i've been working on that analysis um the last week or two in um all of our fighters either gone pro or they vacated the belt. Um, there's one gentleman that Daniel and I were talking about today that we we're going to reach out to Terrence um, Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one that I don't know his status. Other than that, all our belts are open right now. Other so, than
0: So then, are we going to do, and this is what I think we should do. Are we going to do four man tournaments? Obviously not the same night because you don't want to do meat grinders. But, you know, we set up a four man bracket or an eight man bracket and we do it over a few shows. Is that how we're going to do it? Or are we just going to pick number one, number two contender and let them get it?
2: I think the first show or two, I mean, that's something we all need to talk about. But I, I like that build up. Four I think man man some of our yeah. best shows were fighting for the people that um, they'd have the the show off for the, the belts. Yeah. I mean, we were doing that before in Napa. Um, Maybe our first show, no. I mean, it's been, by the time we fight, it'll be a year and a half, two years. I mean, there might be guys out there ready for it. So exactly. That's a decision we'll have to make.
0: Yeah, so we, you go and look at guys' records and say, hey, who can Correct. I put in this tournament? Correct. And, you know, make the tournament happen over a few shows. Plus, it, I'll tell you what, it's easier to matchmake when you have a tournament because guess what? This guy won. This guy won. They're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I like to go. That. This, yeah. this match is made.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Makes your job a little bit easier.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but we'll have to look at that. And we might have some on the first show. I mean, if people are ready for it, um, we'll, we'll if
1: they're ready, they're gonna get it. We have a uh, so we're gonna go do a hybrid show, so it's gonna be ha- a half MMA, a half kickboxing uh, Muay Thai. So okay. we're gonna have belts for kickboxing as well. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna have there's gonna be champions, um, and there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, outlets to compete. Okay. Yeah, we want people build in there competing. Because Santa, Santa Cruz has a big, we're doing some super, we're doing some super, Uh, uh MMA, I mean, uh, uh, BJJ fights as well. Because yeah. uh, just a couple of those, some pros, because uh, we want to get all all the martial arts, you know, on uh, on, on view out there in Santa Cruz. So are
0: we talking kickboxing, jiu-jitsu? What?
1: I think it's going to be, it's going to be uh, seven MMA. Okay, seven kickboxing and then two jiu-jitsu super fights. Okay, that's what we've been talking about so far. You know, we're gonna tinker with it. IKF doesn't like to do kickboxing in the cage.
0: You tell Steve Fossum he's gonna do what the fuck I tell him to do.
1: And and that's the thing. You can get an exemption through CSAC yeah. to do IKF. IKF will do it in the cage. So we're we're trying to we're tinkering with all those variables right now. Yeah. But um it's going to
2: be cool. big enough
1: we're going to get a second ring. So. Yeah, we might just do we might just do a, the like the old Bellator kickboxing with the cage with ring With Glory, combo. yeah,
0: where they have yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So we're open. We're still
0: That reminds me. I guess Glory's going to file for bankruptcy all that, huh? Yeah. 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 So uh, that tells you right there. That's one of the biggest I mean, it is the biggest kickboxing company in the world right now. You don't have uh, K1 anymore or anything like that. So uh, Steve Fossum, obviously, guys, I don't know if you know who Steve Fossum is. He's been around kickboxing forever. He used to drive around Sacramento with a with a license plate that said 101 KOs on it. I mean, the guy's been fighting <laughs> since Jesus was president, if that's a thing. But um, and now he runs the IKF. He does a great job. He um, goes all over the world and shit. But to see glory fold like that, and kickboxing was already I don't wanna I don't wanna piss anyone off that's a kickboxer. I love kickboxing. But kickboxing is already sort of the bastard stepchild of combat sports because you've got boxing and you've got MMA, and then there's kickboxing over here, and where does it fit? Now, we as fighters and ex-fighters and analysts, we understand where kickboxing fits, and we love to watch it. But, you know, you're not going to sell out a kickboxing pay-per-view. Like, it's not going to do the numbers that a Floyd Mayweather fight or a Conor McGregor fight or a Brock Lesnar fight's going to do. So to see glory go down like that does that scare you then? That if, if glory can drop, then maybe other companies can drop as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, ner- nervous. I um. I think when we go pro am, it might be all MMA. Um, yeah. But but there's just. I want to really reach that Santa Cruz uh 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 demographic, yeah. and there's just a lot of kickboxing schools out there. They love it, and and jujitsu is huge. Yeah, MMA is big too. It's getting bigger. We have a lot of pro fighters out of Santa yeah. Cruz now. Stephen Tandoy, uh, uh, Shane <laughs> Torres, McKenna Mitchell, uh, me. We have a we have a good amount of pros that are actively competing right now. So when that pro am show does come, I want it to be stacked with uh, Santa yeah. Cruz and, pros.
0: And you're right by San Jose as well. So you've got like Smash Fighter and all those guys over there as well. Rudy yacht's team. So. It's kind of like it's cool because it's on the coast, but it's really sort of centrally located to a lot of good teams out there.
1: So I think it's be good. All yeah. Salinas, uh, they're not doing. They're not doing nothing. the Central Coast Collision is over for yeah. now, so we we'll have a lot of opportunities to get a lot of a lot of big schools, good fighters.
0: Yeah. Gonna so are clean. you going to be matchmaking the events? Yeah, I'm nice. matching them. Yeah, I like that. I, like I mean,
1: with with your help, the voice of champions. Oh, dude, I got stuff help. to do.
0: I got to play Fortnite and yeah, no, we're gonna yeah, no, do all that stuff. It's gonna be actually. a
1: team effort, but it's gonna be sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's gonna
0: consulting, be good, guys. By the way, I'm what? You're consulting. I'm consulting. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so, guys, make sure. By the way, uh, Daniel and Deborah have put together um, a Facebook for the new company, and I say new company. It's an old company. It's the same company, but. We're under sort of like new management and we're going in a better direction. It's going to be more cohesive. There's not going to be so many behind the scenes bullshit going on. So check out the Facebook. It is Bay Area Combat Santa Cruz. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, and obviously, make sure you guys are coming in and checking out the podcast and we will Twitter, keep you guys.
2: Bay Area Combat.
0: There you go Bay Area and Combat on Twitter,
2: Instagram.
1: Same um, thing, right? At Bay Area Combat? Bay Area Combat uh, Santa Cruz or Santa SC, Cruz. Bay Area Combat SC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what will
2: you and got? the website is being revamped right now. Okay. I'm putting, I have 100 hours of build. So I, I hopefully by the end of July, that will be boosted. And it's huge. It's everything okay. that we've ever done, every fighter, every picture. So it's a huge undertaking that is fighter focused. So yeah. I'm really proud of it. You, you should it have like a good. whole
0: wing of the website dedicated to the announcer.
2: I have a a page.
0: (laughs) I think that one thing that we need to do, though, guys, and maybe for the next show, we'll talk to Daniel's brother over here, our producer, and we will try to get a graphic up on the screen, maybe of the Instagram, the Facebook, the website, that shit. So you guys can see that, or we'll pop it up every once in a while. um, So you guys can get in there and do that. Um, Timeline wise, let's say phase four comes in December. When do you guys wanna do a show? If, if they say in December, okay, fuck it, you guys can do MMA, when do you wanna do a show?
2: When they open it up, we've talked, I, I think we need 60 days. Okay. So, um, from the time it opens up, um, we got the guys have to, the fighters are first, right? So they have to have a fight camp. We have to have 60 days to match it up. I have to have 60 days to plan for it, Right. minimum. Uh, Perfect World is 60 days, maybe it might be 90 days, but from the time it opens up, that's the plan.
0: A problem I foresee. And this is what's going to happen. It's going to be a fucking feeding frenzy because as soon as they say we can run shows, every promoter that still wants to run shows is going to be are out
2: there too. vying
0: for the same. Well, we don't know yet. That's <laughs> well, the problem. That's we don't know. There might even be new ones, but mm-hmm. everyone's going to be vying for that same crop of fighters All in right. Northern California. So we we got to kind of get a jump on it, right? Yeah. That's what yeah.
1: We're doing yeah. Now. yeah. I'm uh, I'm trying to I'm already trying to match some of these some of these fights. good idea. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. We're uh, I'm I'm getting in people's heads. Uh, I'm getting them committed to me. And we're going to have, I mean, because, you know, I'm, at the, I'm, I'm the team captain at Smash, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in all my Smash guys' heads as well. Yeah. Not just my Santa Cruz people, but I'm out there in the Bay Area in everybody's mm-hmm. head. And there's going to be some shows that launch before ours, we're going to see how they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on kind of learning from their mistakes and just seeing how it works. But there's a couple uh, bigger amateur shows that they're going to try to make it happen right. soon. And I'm, and I'm curious to see what happens. And so we're going to learn from that.
0: There's a show. Is it 559's about to do an event, this right? This month. Yeah, I know Antoine Hood is, the, is one of the matchmakers over there. That's yeah. my buddy, the cut man. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's been posting stuff that 25th, they're doing. An event. 25th. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. We will, we we will be
1: there. We'll yeah. be there if it's if it's going on. And we're going to see, uh, we're going to learn. Gonna now, learn. are they
0: having fans?
1: Um, I believe so. Because wow. social media, you know, they're promoting it. And, uh, and Selling so tickets? Yeah, I reached out. And, yeah.
0: <clears throat> that brings me to another question. And I'll direct this at Deborah as well. If we cannot have fans, or is there a point where we're going to say, F it, let's do a show and just run it on pay-per-view? Because I know your goal, and I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to bring my mic in here because this mic annoys me. Um, it's a nice mic, but I don't like it. Um, you have talked about you wanna do something that no one else has ever really done, and that is bring pay-per-view fights free to the people that can't be here to watch them. So that people in the Philippines, people in Hawaii, people in Alaska, people in Brazil can watch our events without having to shell out a bunch of money. That being said, as Daniel and I were discussing, if we can't have fans, then your dream may have to be put on hold. Would you be willing to do shows without fans and charge people to watch it on pay-per-view? Of course, you have to be flexible. Yeah. Is that something that you think that we could do if they don't let us bring fans back anytime soon?
1: I I don't know. I don't I'm going to have to see the numbers. I mean, don't I, be think, scared, I think I think we can pull it off, but I just don't want to I it, we have to see what the numbers are looking yeah. like because if we put a bunch of, it's still the commission costs a lot of money to come out. You're yeah. still going to need the doctor there. You're going to it's still going to be yeah. a, a big expense to even produce it like that with no fans right. and um and I know that the concessions are big there's a lot of other things that, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to And I don't think we're driving this.
2: I think that MLB, NFL, NBA, those big fish are going to be driving it. They're on the politicians. There's a lot of money out there. We're going to be riding behind them on the wave. Um, They're going to drive it. So when they open it up for them, there's no way they cannot open it up for us. So um, I I have no influence with Gavin and Newsom, but I I imagine the Oakland A's they are they're the ones that are going to drive it to but here's
0: it the issue that, that we're going to run into is the oakland a's are going to do a season but they're not going to have fans they can afford to do that shit we can't not for long no not for too long i mean and it they're, depends they're it driving depends. it they're
2: lobbying it yeah. they're trying to get that open and I, yeah. I mean so we're looking next year i mean let's just be realistic i mean yeah. can we do a show before then i'm open to that um, we need an
0: island we need a, we need an island <laughs> can you afford an island Deborah? But
2: I can't afford to be sued by a bunch of <laughs> fighters because they got COVID-19. You know, I mean, we, we got to figure this out. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, that's why we're here, guys. Open, frank discussion about what's going on with MMA, boxing, combat sports in general. We're going to be bringing you this podcast as often as possible, hopefully two times a month, I think is what we're shooting every for. Every um, yeah. So probably, I don't know how long it'll give you to take it to put it up, but I'm thinking Monday night probably we'll have it up every yes. night. Yes.
2: We'll be up tonight.
0: Okay, we'll be up tonight. So Sunday nights, make sure you guys are checking that out. And then um, obviously check on the Facebook because you'll be making posts and you'll be making posts, and uh, we'll keep bringing you guys updates on that and so forth. What do you want to say right now to fight fans that are out there going, shit, what is happening to our sport?
1: Uh, Just just the strong will survive. The strong will survive. Uh, If you're not – a lot of these weaker – P- minded people, companies, gyms, promotions are going to fail, but, but the strong will survive and then they're going to prevail because when stuff opens back up, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So if you can, if you can, you know, be strong and hang in there, like there will be light at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel.
0: It yeah. has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And Deborah, the good thing is you have a thriving company that's not Bay Area combat a thriving company that's not barrier Combat that you're able to... I'm going to give you guys a quick story. Uh, I don't know how many people are pro wrestling fans at home, but back in the 80s, there was a guy named Vern Gagne who ran the American Wrestling Alliance, uh, AWA, American Wrestling Association. I'm going to get stabbed for that. And um, what he did was he would borrow on his land. He had this huge piece of property in Minnesota, and he would borrow on his land to continue running his events, and then he'd make money throughout the year, and then when he'd have to shut down for whatever time, he would borrow on his land. Eventually minnesota came in and they they did a um a, uh eminent domain on his property and they took it mm-hmm. and because of that and some mistakes he made by letting hulk hogan go to the wwe and a few other things he his company folded mm-hmm. so a lot of these other guys that have been running mma shows have been making what they can on each show and then trying to parlay that into running another show whereas you have a full-blown company that you run that you're able to take some money out of and budget to run these events. So how much of an advantage is that for you compared to other promoters?
2: Well, um, that's not exactly the business model. So I I do put uh, money aside. Um, Sun Kostani does sponsor um, BAC. It's a separate company, it's a corporation. I'm I'm not um, paying for Bay Area Comma that way. Um, um, I'm using my own funds that I've earned, Um, but um, I, I'm not starving here. So if <laughs> Barrier doesn't do a show, yeah. um, I have another business. Right. So Suncoast Awning does sponsor us, and we're fortunate to have that right. support. But Suncoast Awning is also reaping the, word, the rewards for their of advertisement combat. and all that. So um, as a corporation, it, it's not paying for Barry. Right, Company. right. So any money. But what ideally what happens, and what um, you make the money on the show, um, any of my personal money that I invested, I get that back, and then you reinvest into the next show. So, the shows should become self-sufficient. Right. Um, ideally, they have become self-sufficient, and then also the the goal is to make a little bit of profit because you put you know a thousand hours into the shows, and then we all make a little bit of reward on yeah. it. But, but at the time um, with this company, and um, you know you just every show you make so much profit. Okay, hey, let's pay everyone that's invested their time in it. And then you have so much money in a pot, and it's like, well, I need new microphones. I need new cameras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need a new mat. You're reinvesting into the company. And you
0: do. And that's one of the big pluses from you compared to other people. You're always reinvesting. You're always putting right. money back into your into your companies. Just turn it and, around. I mean, but look right here. Like, like Look at the studio too. we got. Yeah. yeah. It, I'll tell you what. And listen, this is not a knock on any promoter that I've ever worked for. And I've worked for basically every fucking promoter on the West Coast and a lot on the East Coast and some in the Midwest. And you are the one person that makes sure that everyone gets paid. I mean, it doesn't matter what happened. And I'm not saying, look, I work with a lot of good promoters, Anthony Casada, Joseph Phoebus. Um, I'm going to miss someone, so I'm not going to name everyone's names. And they always do take care of me. But there's always issues. There's a lot of issues with, with a lot of promoters, not necessarily the ones I named. But you always find a way to pay everyone. And I'll tell you something else that you do that's a plus. like You went to Napa and you made it a community event. And that place was basically sold out almost to every event. And we're going to do the same thing in Santa Cruz now that Daniel's on board because Napa was um, wrongfully taken from us. But that's okay because we're going to do the same thing in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. But the the things that you have working in your favor are you're a smart businesswoman to begin with. You're not an ex-fighter trying to put on an event. You take care of everyone that works for you no matter what. I've seen you go without to make sure that everyone else gets what they're supposed to get. And you guys have a sense of community. So is that what is going to, A, drive us above everyone else, right. and B, keep us sustained? And the fighters.
2: The and whole the mission fighters. is about the athletes, the schools. Yeah. And I, I, I really, truly believe uh, from a business perspective, whatever your mission is, as long as you focus on that mission, the rewards will be financially. Absolutely. So if you stray away from that mission and it becomes about my name or my, I'm one person, Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you stay with your mission and your business goals... Yeah, um, financially you'll be rewarded. There's a lot of hard work to get there, and and basically even though Barrier Combat has a name, you know I have a sheet of fighters here that have fought for us. Um, we're we're kind of starting over in, in Santa Cruz, but we have that name recognition yeah. out there we could build upon. And but financially we're starting over. I think it'll be a couple shows because we're gonna have to do some reinvestment back into the business. But once we get that flowing, we'll be rewarded as long as we stay on our mission. And it doesn't become about us, it becomes about them. The yeah. community. Everyone loves that. You know?
0: And we want to make it clear too, guys, on behalf of all of us. We have no ill will toward anyone that's ever worked for Barrier Combat. They're doing their thing. We're doing our thing. We're not going to ever turn this into a pissing match. We're a completely different entity. This is a brand new, in my in my view, it's a brand new company with the same name, doing brand new things with a brand new matchmaker. And we've all got a different outlook now. No hard feelings with anyone else. We're just going to move forward and bring great content right. and combat to the bay area correct. in california
2: correct and for our athletes yeah I mean, that's got to be 100 percent of our focus so.
1: and i think that really answers a lot of questions that people have had for me because they've been asking me a lot hey why why are you partnering up with deborah yeah. like why are you doing this like well, what's in it for you and she she answered it right there because you know having an opportunity to partner up with a business a business lady like deborah yeah in this in this type of in this type of venue and scenario is. uh I couldn't say no to it, I really couldn't. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to making it big. A quick story on how, how me and Deborah met. I was gonna fight on their, I think, believe it was their second show mm-hmm. in Napa. And the show was like four months away or something. And Deborah wanted to drive to Reno mm-hmm. to meet me, to have me sign the bout agreement. That never happened as an amateur, <laughs> to me ever. It was,
0: come find me and sign this bout agreement. Yeah, yeah. and
1: uh, and I was like, all right, cool. Do you wanna meet at the pepper mill? And she's like, I love the Peppermill. Yeah, I'll be there at whatever, t- like 7. It was a couple hours like later in that day. Yeah. So she drove to Reno. And um, and we sat down. I was a little skeptical because it was going to be the main event against a Napa guy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe. Who was it? It was Wamsley. Okay. I thought that maybe they wanted me to lose, yeah. you know, so, so they could promote him for a bigger show. And so I kind of played hardball with Deborah. Just met her. But I was like, hey, Deborah, you know, if I win. What's going to stop me from taking this belt to 209 beatdown down to 559, all these other shows that I had competed on. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, we do it the best. At the time, I didn't know what she meant by that. After I competed for her, I knew what she meant by that. Yeah. But, um, but at the time, uh, that didn't sell me, you know. Yeah. So I said, well, I mean, would you be opposed to doing a show in Santa Cruz if I win this belt? And she was like, no, heck no. I'd love to do a show in Santa Cruz. I yeah. own, own Suncoast Onion in Santa Cruz. I'd love to do a show in Santa Cruz. So if you win this, let's talk about that. Yeah. And sign the bound agreement. That's all I needed to hear. You know, just knowing that the promoter was invested in me a little bit, but also the fact that a promoter had never done that for me, ever come out and met with me. Well, that's
0: the positive about having someone come from another business and they know how to run a business and care about their employees, which in the end, a fighter is the employee of Bay Area Combat. And I'll tell you something else that you just mentioned. Deborah was always, always, talking about let's link up with these SoCal promoters. Let's all get together. Let's do things together. Let's let our titles be on another show. Let's let another show's titles be on our show. Let's get everyone together in this community and work together. So that's one positive. that
2: My I've, Fight League idea. I still want Yeah, the want Fight to League idea. It. Yeah, that's it. Cal, yeah, I like SoCal. it. Yeah, I, like I, I love
0: it. I love it. And if it's done correctly, it'll be great. It'll, It'll be, be great for the, for the fighters, yeah. The promoters, yeah. I yeah. still
2: have that on my. plate.
0: Because I'll tell you, one of the most negative things that works against local fights and, and regional fights is each promoter trying to shit on the other promoter. Mm. Oh, he's doing a show on the fifteenth. I'm going to do one on the fourteenth and steal all his fucking fighters. Mm. It's so stupid. And I'm listen. I'm going to call out every promoter that's ever done that because it's stupid a that shows that you don't give a shit about the fighters you're you're taking a chance for them to fight twice you you know we already have a show booked do one the month or or two months after Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we can all work together and everyone can fight more often and and have more opportunities work together you know hey look uh, my fighter just dropped out i don't have anyone to fight this guy well guess what we just lost a fighter too, and we have a guy at the same weight that's stuck without a, without a, an opponent here. You guys take him, mm-hmm. yeah. or vice versa. Yeah,
2: there's, there's no enough reason not cheese to for everyone. We don't need to fight over. That's it. it. Yeah, and you I know agree. what's funny
0: is they do it to make money, but in the end they cost themselves money. I, I know. It's and
2: then so then you silly. you hurt the fighters. Yeah, um, we've had no, yeah. fights, and we we you know have a matchup, and then I start looking, and it's like, well, this guy's fighting two weeks before my show. For one thing, it's not fair to the fighter that we've just matched up with them, and if that guy gets hurt, yeah. And he gets suspended because of an injury or whatever. Yeah. Now, this kid who's been in a and the fight can't. it's like, I'm not doing it. So yeah. very, we, I've stopped fights common.
0: over that. They're very this common. Is, this is yeah. not 1998 and 99 where you yeah. had Travis Fulton and it's Shannon Rich driving all over the country fighting four times Correct. a week. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Shannon and Travis have had like a combined 1,000 fights. Oh. And I love them both. But you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A, the Athletic commission's never going to let it happen. Mm. But B, it's just horrible and for you. And it's
2: not fair to the fighters. Shannon's still
0: fighting dude's a lunatic so yeah um, but those are the positives guys with Bay Area combat I really really want everyone to get behind this product and get behind Deborah and get behind Daniel and I know everyone's going to but uh just make sure that you guys are tuning in every other week we're gonna be here what is your name again bro Carl, our new our new producer Carl Compton.
1: Carl Compton, what a name, dude! Hey, Carl Compton, his union? name is way cooler than uh, yours. Local 16. local sixteen, local sixteen, taking care of us out H-G-S-C. here. Yeah, we love that local baby. We love him making it happen. That's the sta- it's the stagehand union in Absolutely San Francisco. Absolutely nice. Yeah, brother's, okay, brother's big man out there.
2: So, Carl Compton is a cool name. And that I gives you, you it together. gives
0: Deborah a little chance to be on the show a little bit more. You're not doing the production now. Um, so we, everything's going to be cohesive and things are going to be good now. So I think it's going to be awesome. No, it's going to be sick. Um, I'm looking forward to working with you, man. I mean, I've interviewed you before. We've been on shows together, but I've never got a chance to work with you and, you know, do things together. So I think it's going to be really cool. I'm
1: super excited. Super, super excited. The voice of champ, you're, you're the best. Oh, and thanks, um, I've been, I've, I've had all of them announce me and I've seen them all. You're the best. And uh, so excited to be working with you. And it's going to really, it's going to, it's going to change the whole, the whole outlook of the show. Cause I mean, you, I mean, you saw the show before it was, that's how the show needs to be run yeah. with, a, with a professional. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got it. Absolutely. Stoked.
0: And then also, guys, on the show, we're going to be bringing in local fighters so you guys can get a get a taste of, you know, Daniel's training partners and guys that he might fight in the future. Guys that have been fighting in this region for a long time. And then we're going to try to bring in some big names as well. I got Tanya Evinger ready to go, Evander Holyfield ready to go. So we're going to be doing interviews with every sort of level in combat sports. I think we should bring in some referees. I think we should bring in some judges, you know, give everybody a taste of each little bit of flavor that goes into an MMA event. You know
1: that'd be sick. Yeah. I like Shirley. Let's see if we can get Shirley. In David here. Shirley, <laughs> this Let's get guy, Shirley in here, yeah, Bring David
0: Shirley in here, man.
1: He like, uh, he let me just get pummeled like like eighteen hundred extra shots after I was knocked out. Thank you, Shirley. But we're still cool. Well, just that's why I love That's because
0: my man shows up at shows and he doesn't do any fights until the main event, and then it's the only one he does. <laughs> so by the time he gets in there, he's half asleep. You know what I mean? no Yeah. David Shirley's a great referee. Um, you know, oh, Camel has a lot of good referees. Oh yeah, uh, John Toll. Um, I'm going to forget names, and I'm going to get in trouble. It's Brian, Claudio, Claudio, Black Belt. Huh? Yeah, Toll.
1: Yeah, Savages. Good, yeah. good, 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 knowledgeable referees, yeah. judges. I like yeah. it. I like the commission we're working with. I'm excited,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be cool. And uh, Deborah,
1: is there anything you want to
0: say? I mean, this no, is the think... first show back. We're kind of getting back into the swing of things. How are you feeling about the the possibilities in the future?
2: Um. Well. I was very excited about the show yesterday. I mean, literally, I was so excited about being back in here. I love doing these podcasts, so. Um, They're not as much work as an MMA show, but you you get the same amount of joy, to be honest with you. Nice, nice. So I get a lot out of these podcasts, and I'm glad we're back in the studio, to be honest with you, I I enjoy them.
0: Me too, I'm just happy to be on a mic talking about MMA, dude, it's, I'm dying, bro. I'm dying, no commentating, no ring announcing, no interviews, (laughs) nothing, I'm just like, see a microphone and i feel like i don't want to get up
1: <laughs> my palm my palms are sweating my mouth dry i'm nervous but uh, yeah no nah, because i'm not as good as at this stuff as you are of course
0: Yeah, but but you'd beat my ass in a fight so that's that's <laughs> just the way it goes you know what i mean so uh hey guys thanks for tuning in daniel welcome aboard man this is going to be fucking awesome deborah thank you for sticking in i know for a while the way things went you were thinking about just leaving mma behind and going about your business I know I speak on behalf of Daniel, myself, and, and a lot of fans that came and watched your events. Thank you for sticking around. I'm glad that you want to continue with this. I think we're going to be able to bring an amazing product to people as soon as we can get out there and do it. Uh, but until then, guys, you have this avenue, and we're going to do everything we can to at least bring you guys some content and some entertainment. So, Deborah, thank you for sticking with oh, Bay Area Combat. You. I
2: appreciate that, Jim. Yeah, thank oh, you. Okay. All right, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Carl Compton for producing the show. Yes, sir. Big shout-out to Suncoast Awning, our main sponsor. Without Suncoast Awning, there is no Barrier Area Combat. Uh, Daniel Compton making the move from badass fighter to badass matchmaker promoter. Uh, things, Big things coming, guys. Check out Facebook, Barrier Combat Santa Cruz. Check out uh, Instagram, Bay Area Combat Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Twitter, at Bay Area Combat. Um, I am at Voice of Champions. And uh, on behalf of Jim Cooley, Daniel Compton, Deborah, and Carl, thanks for stopping by the Barrier Combat podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks.
2: Bye, everyone.
1: Hell yeah, baby. Thank you guys. <laughs> I think that yeah, went good. yeah, dude, I was nervous.